I think one of the key kind of things that I think about when I think about the IKEA effect, and somebody had said this brilliantly, they said, don't think of consumers as recipients of value. Think of consumers as co-creators of value. I'm going to say that again because I think it's important. So don't think of your clients as recipients of value. Instead, think of them as co-creators of value. And when you think that way, it's going to make you look at your whole process differently, right? The way that you make decisions. And, you know, what's cool is that with this whole IKEA fact, they say that labor leads to love when labor results in a successful completion of tasks. If you don't finish it, though, then it's frustrating. So you got to think about that. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Welcome to the I Love Mortgage Brokering podcast. Today, I'm continuing on my 10 loads a month series. This is a tactical podcast we produce every week. I'm your host, Scott Peckford. Today, I'm going to share with you the IKEA effect. It is a cognitive bias in which consumers place a disproportionately high value on products they partially create, even if it is rickety furniture from Sweden. Now, actually, I happen to like IKEA, but in any case, there is something that happens here psychologically, and I'm going to share with you what that is, how it works, some studies behind it, as well as, more importantly, three ideas that you can apply this immediately to your mortgage business. Before we jump into that, let me give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application, document collection, submission platform. Very easy to use. Speaking of co-create, they can co-create their mortgage application. And as they're filling it out, it's automatically determining what documents a client needs. And it'll notify them that when the application comes in, you can search all the lender rates and guidelines in lender spotlight and then when you get ready to hit submit it's also scraping over the notes for you to make it easy for your lender to read it's a fantastic platform check out finmo.ca they are growing every single week they're just continuing to increase in submission volume because as brokers test it they go this is awesome check them out all right so let's talk today about the ikea effect and this cognitive bias so i'm doing a series right now on cognitive biases and how they affect us and so cognitive bias is basically a mental shortcut that we all are prone to make and sometimes these mental shortcuts are very useful and helpful and they actually save us time sometimes they can actually lead us down the wrong path though and so when you understand these cognitive biases and then more importantly how we're susceptible and our clients you can start to think about okay well if this is a natural you know a knee-jerk reaction that people have how can I engineer my process to take advantage of these cognitive biases as much as possible so you're not manipulating people in a negative sense as long as you have in my opinion anyway a positive intent and your goal is to help clients and to say no to clients that aren't a good fit then I think it's totally appropriate to learn everything possible about the nuance of communication as well as cognitive biases to create a better customer experience okay all that aside so let's talk about the IKEA effect so the IKEA effect is a cognitive bias in which consumers place a disproportionately high value on products they partially create And there's been studies done on this, and one of them in 2011 found that people were willing to pay 63% more for furniture they assembled themselves than exact same furniture. And then they did another one where they created some origami and some other things that they made by hand. And in the case of the origami, they're willing to pay five times as much. And so why does this happen? They call it the Build-A-Bear studies. They've done studies on these bears that, you know, I've did this once with one of my kids, my young, probably my oldest because you always tend to do everything for the oldest. And then as you get more kids, you kind of forget. But in any case, we did this Build-A-Bear and then you co-created the thing and it feels more value, even though from the company's perspective, they're actually, it's cheaper for them because you are part of the manufacturing process, right? And so I think one of the key kind of things that I think about when I think about the IKEA effect and somebody had said this brilliantly, they said, don't think of consumers as recipients of value. Think of consumers as co-creators of value. I'm going to say that again because I think it's important. So don't think of your clients as recipients of value. Instead, think of them as co-creators of value. 
And when you think that way, it's going to make you look at your whole process differently, right? The way that you make decisions. And, you know, what's cool is that with this whole IKEA fact, they say that labor leads to love when labor results in a successful completion of tasks. If you don't finish it, though, then it's frustrating. So you got to think about that. A couple of the scientists who had done some research on this, they said that labor alone can be sufficient to induce greater liking for the fruits of one's labor. And so just doing that, as I said, labor leads to love. So one last thought on this, though, before I talk about some ways you can apply this IKEA effect to your mortgage business is that you need to make it too difficult. So be careful of making something so difficult that it creates friction, or you can make it too easy, in which case people don't value it. And so Betty Crocker, when they first came out with cake mixes, because people used to make cakes by hand, they were actually too easy. And consumers were like, it seems too simple. You poured it out of a box and people it didn't actually take off. It wasn't until they took the egg out of it because they actually had the egg in it. And they took it out and that people then were like, oh, okay, I'll add the egg. Now I'm making a cake. And so it's funny how they needed to have just the right balance of, you know, done for you and done with you. And so very interesting that this whole idea of an IKEA effect, getting clients that will value things more that they help co-create. All right, so how does this relate to your mortgage business? So the first place that I can see you being able to apply the IKEA effect bias is with getting clients to fill out an online application. So instead of making it really easy and just taking the app over the phone, which is difficult for you and they have a lower buy-in, getting them to fill out an application is going to increase their likelihood of you know being a successful loan that's going to close. And so the coaches that we work with, as well as the clients in our academy, in almost every case, it's not 100%, but I would say 90% plus of them are not doing apps over the phone because it's inefficient. Plus, there is very little commitment from the client's perspective because they're just like, I'm just talking to you. So I've got very little investment when they've got to fill out a link and they got to, you know, put some of the work in. Now they're more committed. And so the first way that I can see you applying this is by thinking about, okay, am I going to use online applications? keeping in mind that the vast majority of top producers do this. The second way that you can apply this is in the hiring process. And so we have a thing called Hired in Seven Days, a workshop as well as a service. And we go out and we hire people. We've hired 100 plus mortgage broker assistants. And sometimes we'll get like 80 or 90 resumes. This is a lot. You got to look through like applications, resumes, who should I talk to, screening. And so what we do is we actually put obstacles in front of them and we make them do work to, in order to uh, indicate who's a good fit to hire. And the way that I see the IKEA effect playing into this is that the more obstacles they get through, the more committed they are to finishing as well as, you know, showing up and wanting the job. And ultimately you as the employer end up with a better pool of candidates instead of trying to like read 80 resumes to identify who you should talk to. And so you can apply this, you know, think about your hiring process in terms of getting them to do something instead of just being like making it easy, they sit back. And especially with like Indeed and stuff, they can literally resume spam. They can apply for 20 jobs in 10 minutes. And so they may not even like your, may not want your job. They may not even care about your job. And so making them do some work is actually a valuable thing for you to identify, but also the more work they do, the more they're committed to following through the hiring process with you. So first is client with applications. The second is in the hiring process. And then finally, one of the things that we've done in our training program is I teach people how to go out and present to realtors and we call it our perfect realtor pitch and we teach them about this pitch and kind of think of it like a listing presentation in order to get a listing a realtor uses as well as a mortgage broker. What's your presentation for meeting with realtors? Hopefully you have one. And in the program, we used to provide templates of the presentation. But what we found is that by taking those away and getting people to build their own, you can build these on Canva, it's not complex. And it, by the way, they don't matter the graphics of it. They valued it more. So it was interesting when they built their own, if we just gave them a template, it's like, ah, 
I'm not going to use it. But when they spend the effort of actually building it, thinking about what they're going to put in, what their value adds are going to be, then they're way more committed to it. And I have found that the other cool thing is, so they value it more. The second is they're more creative. So when I see these come back, because they weren't just using a template, they were different. They're like, oh, wow, that's a completely different way than we showed you or the way that I did it. And in that, there's a lot of genius that happens. You know, I've always said this, but when you give your best ideas to smart people, they come back and they're like, that's an improvement. That's better. But you have to let them do something to it. And so that was the third kind of example. So if you're coaching, if you have people that work for you or you're coaching them, you know, don't give them the full template, get them to do some of the work. So maybe you're helping them with, hey, you got to build out email templates and stuff. Well, giving it to them, they're not going to value it. Whereas if you say to them, hey, here's some rough drafts or some like, you know, high level what you need to create, having them create it means they're more sold on the process, they value it more. And so that's the IKEA effect. So hopefully you find that helpful. And just as a quick recap, so three ways you can apply the IKEA effect. And the IKEA effect, keep in mind, is people value things that they help create or co-create. First is in the mortgage application, get them to help create it by getting them to actually do something. Second is in the hiring process, don't just leave it all on you to sort and sift who should be the person that is the best candidate. Let them do some of the work. You'll find that the further you get into the process, the more committed they are to wanting the job with you. And then finally, if you're doing training of any kind, give people an overview of how to do it, especially things that they're going to need to use on a daily basis, but then get them to actually create it so that it's easier for them. And then they actually own it instead of them just being like, that's your template, not mine. That's your version, not mine. It'll be more successful for them and for you. Hopefully you find that helpful. Thanks for being a listener of the 10 Loans a Month podcast. If you're listening to this, we have an academy that we only open doors of a few times a year. And so you can go to 10loansamonth.com, get on the wait list. We have some amazing coaches that will help you co-create a fantastic mortgage business. So check that out. And thanks again for being a listener of the show. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.